This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. The next story is posted by Reddit user StrongImpress3753. The title of the story is Me and Mel Part 4, Home and Memories. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. So, it's been about four weeks now since the last time. Things with Mel and I are going really well. Jason and Alice have also gotten a lot closer. They, they really took our advice to heart. From the sounds of it, they're having the time of their lives. Only watched three movies in four weeks with how much time they're spending together. Which is totally cool. I'm just glad they really seem to be happy together. Anyway, Mel and I are going back to our hometown for spring break. Figured we'd tell our families we were serious now. Unfortunately, Mel's family had gone on vacation for a week, hiking the Appalachians. I think they had rented the house out while they were away. So Mel was going to be staying at my parents' house with me. If you've been paying attention, you may have some idea of how this could go a little south. I'm sure my parents are thrilled I'm with Mel, but they're a little old-fashioned when it comes to certain behavior before marriage. I pulled into my driveway and got out, stretching my muscles. The college was only about two hours away, but I was a little bit sore from the previous evening. Mel had been bugging me to start going to the gym with her and I finally decided to go for it. I ended up really enjoying it, but I think I overdid it. If I hadn't been getting some alternative exercise for a while now, I probably wouldn't be walking right today. As Mel also got out of the car, I heard then saw my father pull around the side of the house on his lawnmower, giving us a wave before continuing on. He had his headphones on, and I was almost positive he was listening to Rush, probably Red Barchetta, which was his favorite song to mow too. It was a little early to mow, But spring usually came to our town a week or two before other places. I waved back, then motioned for us to go inside. Mel and I had spent a fair amount of time at each other's houses when we were younger. My house had a few acres of woods behind it, which was perfect for hiding and seek, but hers had a pool. Most summers we alternated, one day at hers, one day at mine. They were each practically our second homes. Mount Mother was in the kitchen when we walked in, having taken off from work that day. I inhaled and could smell the buttermilk mashed potatoes, which were my favorite. Potatoes also meant steak, which was always Mel's favorite. Mel also sniffed at the air and smiled. Smells great, Mrs. Clark. My mother turned with mild surprise but returned the smile when she saw us. Oh, welcome home Simon, and welcome back Melody. It's been too long since you've been over. Simon says you've gotten pretty close the last few months. I put my arm around Mel's shoulder. Actually, we've started dating. My mother smiled. About damn time, I was starting to worry. Looks like Sue owes me a 20 after all. Mel and I both blushed a little, and Mel kind of cocked her head to the side. You and my mom had a bet on whether or not we'd get together. Not if, when. The two have been pining after each other practically since you met, and apparently you two were the only ones who didn't notice. Anyway, dinner will be ready in about 45 minutes. Why don't you get settled in the guest room, Mel dear? I grabbed one of her bags, followed her to the guest room, and set the bags on the floor by the bed. She sat down on the bed, and I sat down next to her. The ancient bedsprings letting out a squeal of protest. She looked around the room and smiled. I have so many good memories here. Do you remember that one summer? Oh, we must have been 12, 13, and I had just gotten a bow and arrow for my birthday. I brought it over, and we took turns shooting at the apples on that tree in the backyard. Oh, I remember. Over an afternoon we shot every apple off of that tree. My dad was livid. Then you tried to convince him that the apples were more convenient to eat with an arrow through them. 
No juice on your hands I think you said. Well, he stopped laying into us when I said it, so it must have sounded reasonable. We both cracked up at that. I felt her lean against me. Oh, no. I put my arm around her shoulders and gave her a light squeeze. She could tell what was on my mind and nodded. Not right now. It's okay. Right now let's just be here like this. I'll think of something for tonight. Something special. Dinner was fantastic. My mother knows how to work a grill a lot better than my father. And she also knows how to pile the coals to get a perfectly seared crust on a rare steak. Between the steak, the mashed potatoes, and the grilled garlic green beans. It was just about the best meal I had had in half a year. Worlds better than the excuse for food the college had provided. Both Mel and I finished ours. And she was thrilled to hear that there was enough for seconds, which she nearly finished as well. Dessert was homemade pecan pie. My mother is a great cook, but her pecan pie is the only thing she makes that she could be accused of being prideful over. Her pride is completely warranted, as there have been small skirmishes and fights at Thanksgiving when the last slice comes up for grabs. While we had dessert, my parents asked how college was going, how Mel and I were doing, and so on. I asked about the family, and everyone seemed to be doing well. Aunt Renee had to have her hip replaced, but it had gone very well, and she had a short recovery. A little later, my parents said they were going to turn in for the night, but we were welcome to stay up if we wanted. Once they went upstairs, Mel walked over to the living room to look through the movie rack. After a minute or two, she pulled out Robocop. I gave an appreciative nod and grabbed a blanket before laying down on the couch. I turned the volume down a little as she laid down in front of me, and then started the movie. As the movie went on, Mel started to cuddle into me more. I ran my fingers through her hair, trying to think of something that would work. There was no way I could satisfy Mel in this house without her waking everyone here. I didn't want to disappoint her or tell her to be quiet, so I was in a bit of a bind. But then I had an idea. I turned to look at Mel, and she turned towards me too. What's up, Simon? I had an idea. It's kind of weird, so feel free to shoot it down. What is it? Well, I don't know if we can really get privacy in here. But the treehouse is still there. To my immense relief and satisfaction, her eyes lit up. That, that could be really interesting. I'll grab a few blankets. You get that old lantern you used to have. I went to my room and found it pretty quickly. It was still where I left it at the back of my closet. I met Mel by the back door a minute later and was glad to see she had found a few nice blankets and an old washcloth my mother had been planning on throwing out for years but had never gotten around to. It wouldn't be missed. We quietly opened the door and went out, closing it just as softly behind us. It was brisk out, and there were a few wisps of mist at ankle height. We crossed the yard, and I went first up the ladder. It was a little dusty with a few stray leaves but overall dry and clean. Perfect. Even better. We were a good distance from the house, and my parents' room was in the front of the house. I hooked the lantern on a hook that hung from the ceiling, and lit it casting the light of a small flame flickering across the inside of the treehouse. It had been huge when we were kids, but now it seemed just large enough to lay down in. Mel spread the blanket out on the floor and sat down, leaning back with her arms behind her. I undressed and then began to take her clothes off as well, goosebumps rising on her skin as I did so. As I took her bra and panties off, she put her arm around my head and pulled me in. We kissed for what could have been a few seconds or a few hours. Then I broke away and mounted her, sliding my way into her. I began to thrust, looking down at her face. She looked up at me and put one hand on the side of my face. The other clutched at the blanket under her. After another few minutes, the hand on my face fell away and grabbed the blanket too, and her head tilted back. Her mouth opened, and she began to make the growling moan. 
We were getting close. As I continued working inside her with our usual rhythm, her face tilted forward again to face me, and she gave a smirk. She wrapped both arms around me and pulled us together before rolling us over so she was on top. She dragged her hands from my groin up against my stomach and onto my chest before bracing there and beginning to ride me. We were both already close, and it didn't take long before I came, pumping myself into her as she kept riding me. She came shortly afterward, her body shuddering on top of mine. She stayed on top of me for a moment while we caught our breath. Then she grabbed the washcloth and stood up, putting the washcloth between her legs to catch whatever was flowing out. After a few seconds, she tossed it in the corner, then laid down next to me. I spread the other blanket over us, and she huddled closer to me against the chill. After a minute, he half turned to me. You know, I've had this exact dream. You and me, here. This was better than the dream, though. I've had that dream for a while. It's been a while for me, too. I'm glad we finally brought it to life. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Bringing it to life. We should probably go in before it gets too cold. But for now, Mel grabbed onto my hand under the blanket and gave it a gentle squeeze. For now we enjoy this. 